The NFL season is about to begin, and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, the Locked On NFL Podcast is previewing every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts to tune in beginning August 30th. Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And we welcome you one and all to a new edition of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell flying solo once again. Uh, David Harrison still under the weather. We hope to get him back for the next episode, uh, but we're thinking about you, DH, so hope uh, you get better. And we welcome you to the show, and whether you're a returning listener, a new listener, a whoever kind of listener, any kind of listener, we thank you for being here. We thank you for choosing us and giving us a shot. Uh, also, we'd like to remind you to subscribe, rate, review the Locked On Washington football team podcast when and where you can. When uh, we're not here, you can follow David on Twitter at dharrison82, as well the Locked On Bucks podcast with De- uh, James Yarko. Uh, and as well, you can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621 and listen to the radio show that I do on the Washington football team flagship station Monday through Friday and afternoon drive, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time with my partner Pete Medhurst. Also on the Odyssey app and at the team 980 in the Washington, D.C. area. All right, well, let's get started with the news of the day. We're going to hear from Ron Rivera as well. Something cool Charles Leno is doing, but the news of Monday started off early. Stephen Sims Jr. was released. And David Sharp was activated off of COVID. Let's handle the Stephen Sims Jr. part. Listen, this should not surprise anybody, no matter uh, all the different stories of, you know, how he was working hard and, and catching balls after practice. Listen, that is all standard, normal stuff. Uh, he should have been doing that, quite honestly. Uh, I don't remember him doing it last year. That doesn't mean he didn't do it, but I don't remember him doing it uh, on a regular basis last year. And I think Steven Sims Jr. kind of thought the game maybe came a little too easy to him in the back part of 2019, his rookie year. Remember, he was undrafted, uh, and he was undrafted for a reason, right? I mean, he's got great speed, but his hands inconsistent, route running inconsistent, you know, not a great blocker, all of that stuff. And when you have success in this league, it's easy to drop your guard. It's easy to stop working on every little detail, every little potential advantage. And I'm not saying that he absolutely stopped working, but clearly there seemed to be like more of an emphasis on working harder this year. Now, working hard is... And can be defined in a couple of different ways. Dwayne Haskins thinks he works hard. He doesn't. Uh, not by typical NFL quarterback standards. He doesn't. I'm sorry. Um, so S- Stephen Sims maybe thought he was working hard, and he wasn't. I don't know. Uh, but here's what I know. He made a very poor impression on the coaching staff last year. Uh, from inconsistent hands to all the things that we just mentioned to... The bad, 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 bad punt fumble 
that led to a touchdown directly in the Carolina game, a must-win game at that point. And even his final big play as a member of the Washington football team, a touchdown catch in the postseason game, in the playoff game against Tampa. He double-clutched it, grabbed it, what have you, almost went out of bounds, bobbling it. As a matter of fact, it was ruled a touchdown, and it had to be reviewed, as all close plays are reviewed and scoring plays are reviewed, but it took a little bit longer than your standard review. Why? Because he was clearly double clutching it, double, you know, bobbling it. And he got away with it, and it appeared to be the right call, but that's kind of the Steven Sims Jr. chapter. You know, a player who had some instant success, who made an impact on a horrible offense in the back half of 2019, when given the opportunity to play in mostly a, 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 a non-pressurized environment, then you get a super professional staff that has its you-know-what together, and he doesn't respond, and he doesn't have a good year. Uh, he was also injured. And then he comes back. The position group is dramatically upgraded over the offseason with Curtis Samuel, with Deami Brown, uh, Adam Humphreys brought in. You know, when they let Kelvin Harmon go last week, they are basically telling you, look, we know these guys aren't going to make the roster. We knew that Steven Sims Jr. wasn't going to make the roster, so why keep him here? Let him have another opportunity somewhere else where he can maybe show his speed, maybe in Atlanta where Kyle Smith is. Uh, he was part of that staff that brought him here as an undrafted free agent. So maybe that, you know, is, is the deal. Um, again, here's the bottom line. Steven Sims Jr., like he did some good things in camp this year, and nobody's saying that he couldn't possibly help a team if given some more time. But clearly they did not see enough so that in their mind, Guys like Isaiah Wright, Tony Brown, Antonio Gandy-Golden, clearly more guys that were on, you know, DeAndre Carter, Dax Milne, were all ahead of Steven Sims Jr. So that tells you that Steven Sims Jr. was like 11th on the depth chart. And I never thought he was going to make the roster. I mean, I've been saying that, you know, for months now that he was in trouble so this doesn't really surprise me, but I got to be honest with you, I, I did think he was going to make it to the next cut, the cut down to 53. I did not think he was going to make the cut to 80. And actually, it's not even really the cut to 80 because they basically replaced him on the roster with David Sharp, who they activated off of COVID. And now he enters in a position battle uh, at swing tackle with Sadiq Charles with Cornelius Lucas, with Sam Cosme, and Charles Leno. I don't personally see how David Sharp makes the roster. I think he's a candidate maybe potentially to go on the practice squad. He was here all last year. Clearly, they like something about him. I don't know how he beats out Sadiq Charles, uh, Cornelius Lucas, Sam Cosme, or Charles Leno. So I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on David Sharp. Plus, again, he's... Got a ways to go in terms of rebounding from being on the COVID list for as long as he was, a couple of weeks, right? So 
uh, I would be stunned at this point to see David Sharp on the opening 53-man roster. All right, five cuts are due down to 80 by 4 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday. So depending on when you are listening to this episode, they may have already happened. I'm going to take a wild guess. I, I, I know nothing other than taking educated, wild guesses. My five potential cuts are Tony Brown, wide receiver, Cole Luke, a safety, Wes Martin, a guard, Rick Leonard, a tackle, and defensive end or defensive lineman, Bunmi Rotimi, who just signed a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I mean, he's got no shot to make the roster, so, you know, and probably not even a a great chance to make the practice squad because there's other guys that are deserving of that. Wes Martin, I guess, would be the biggest name on this list. Former fourth-round pick. Listen, I mean, it could be Keith Ismael, but remember, Keith Ismael was a draft pick of this particular coaching staff last year. Wes Martin was a pick of the previous administration, and he just hasn't panned out. Uh, I'm sure he's strong. I'm sure he tries hard, but he's quite honestly not ever really been anything more than just a just a guy. And, you know, it's, it, I mean, you have to have people that can play in this league. So to me, Wes Martin hasn't made the progress that anybody was hoping him to make uh, for a fourth round pick. And uh, I, there's no way he makes the 53. Maybe he makes it past this round, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Wes Martin on that particular list uh, when it comes out at some point on Tuesday. Cole Luke, uh, again, missed a big tackle on the big touchdown run by Ramondre Stevenson in New England. Uh, but again, the safety position is loaded with at least five guys that they could potentially take. And Tony Brown, we've talked about the wide receiver position, so I'm just going to leave that uh, at that. All right, just wrapping up our first segment together here. Uh, the big, like, kind of moments from training camp, uh, and practice on Monday, Troy Apke with an interception, Cole Holcomb with an interception, Landon Collins with an interception at the goal line. Um, Apke, I believe, was off of Taylor Heineke. Um, Collins, I believe, was off of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Certainly that at the goal line. Uh, all the quarterbacks had their moments. All the quarterbacks had terrible throws. And decisions on Monday during practice. I mean, it's so hard to, again, know what they would do in a game situation when bullets were flying for real. It's so hard to know whether it's because the defense is so good or whether it's because the offense is not good. And whether the offense is making throws and decisions in practice that they wouldn't make in a game. It's almost impossible for us, even as media members, to judge it, certainly without the ability to look at film. Coaches can look at film. They can look at what, obviously, they were asking them to do, so on and so forth. But it's impossible without film to really kind of go over this stuff. So all we can tell you is what happened and... You know, uh, I think Apke may have had a second interception. I didn't see it, uh, but at least one other reporter mentioned that he did. Again, I didn't see it. I could have missed it. I mean, usually you don't miss interceptions because you hear the crowd or the sidelines go 
absolutely bonkers. Um, and the defense is pretty darn loud. And they have reason to be loud. Landon Collins continues his uh, amazing comeback. We'll see how long uh, that lasts. Hopefully it does because this team can certainly use him. All right. Guys, you know, it's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the college and pro season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for both this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest, 200K NFL Survivor Contest, open now at Bet Online. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 100% welcome bonus, and be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo, making a bet on Thursday, September 19th, Thursday, September 9th, season opener between the champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, football, basketball, boxing, baseball, right to horse racing. Don't wait to take advantage. Get in now. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, it is Chris Russell with you on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Let's hear from head coach Ron Rivera meeting with the media on Monday after practice at the Anova Sports Performance Center right here before the preseason finale against the Baltimore Ravens Saturday night at FedEx Field. Hello, Ron. Hey. All right. Good. Guys, we didn't see out there today. Deami Brown, Cam Curl. You have an update on them? They just weren't feeling well. We expect them back tomorrow. And then, do you have a better sense for Curtis when he might be able to start going more in the drills and team stuff? Curtis will continue to do what he's doing. We're ramping him up gradually. Last one, then for the, for this week. When you, if you go through the the dress rehearsal during the week, what are the things that you really want to see and how they're how it's handled? Well, just the biggest thing more than anything else is, is really about us going through the process of what it's going to be like during the regular season. Uh, everything from the way we're going to meet to the way we walk through to the way we practice, uh, then the post-practice lifts and meetings. I mean, it's just to get a sense and feel for that. Um, be very direct with uh, the game planning, uh, getting an understanding feel for how we're going to game plan. Um, and then also for the guys to develop and understand how important it is for them to take advantage of their own time. You know, some of the things that we do in some of our meetings, there's a period where there's a group of guys that aren't involved in special teams that have some downtime. What I've told them is I want them to take care of three things, either getting extra treatment, getting their strength conditioning done, or spending some time in, the, in watching film. I mean, it's an opportunity to take about 40 minutes to get a little, head of, uh, get a little bit ahead of, uh, of some things, an opportunity to watch your, 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 your opponent, you know, and, and kind of study what we're going to do. It's about time management now, and that's what we're looking for. With Curtis, you know, you always talk about how they respond to the days of rehab and seeing how that, like, is that kind of the hurdle right now with him? Yeah. Is that he's not? Is, is how, it, how it's coming along each day. Um, he had a good couple of days, last two days. Today they increased his workload, and we'll see how he is tomorrow morning. And then with Jamin Davis, you know, you said that you'd like him to be a three-down player. I guess, what, what is the hurdle for a young, back, young linebacker like him to, to, to reach that step? Well, I think one of the biggest things for him right now is just getting used to playing against uh, – Teams that are, or that are sometimes under center, sometimes in the gun. For the most part, he, he, you know, he, he came into the league playing against the gun all the time. So now he's got to learn to play when the quarterback's under center. That's a whole different type of reading and understanding your, your, the schemes that you're playing against more so than anything else. 
you know, he's anxious to try and make as many plays as he can, uh, learning to deal with the quarterback under center and learning to understand your progression in terms of your reads, that's a little bit different for him. It was just one play against Cincinnati, but that play where Landon came in and chopped down Thaddeus Moss, was that, you know, how encouraging was it to see that burst from him, especially as he continues this rehab from the injury? Well, he's done a great job from the beginning. I mean, he really has, and, and, and that's just one of many plays that he's made so far. Uh, he's done a nice job in terms of his, uh, his return. Um, love the way he's handling things, the way he's, um, he's working within the scheme, working with his teammates, developing that rapport that you need, and getting back on the field. He's done a very, very good job with that. As for releasing Steven Sims, can you just give us a little insight into that decision? Well, it's just going forward. We felt it was an opportunity for him to get out there and, 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 and get hooked up with somebody else. Um, and again, it, it's a very good room, and, and we have a lot of guys that we have to see. And, you know, one of those things where he might not have had a, a lot of opportunities here, you know, this week. And where they are and things of that nature. With this last week and this last game, what exactly are you looking from guy, for looking for from guys who are fighting for those roster spots at this point after seeing them these last few weeks? Um, I think taking advantage of their opportunities. You know, we'll have some guys that will play an awful lot, and we're going to look for them to to be put in situations and and do they capitalize on those things? Um, how they prepare this week also, we'll get an opportunity to really watch to see if if, if they get it, and that's what we're looking for. We're looking for guys that are going to take advantage of these opportunities make plays, make things happen, uh, and handle the situations and opportunities. Him and Wes Schweitzer, what do you like about his game, or what have you guys seen from him to put him in that role? Well, he's, 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 a, he's, he's a very big man. I mean, he's a big physical presence at, at, at left guard, big physical presence. And that's one of the things that you really see that stands out about him. I mean, he is, there's, he's, he's a lot to get by. Um, he's very athletic, moves very well, he's got good arm length. Um, those are the types of things that really kind of, you know, stand out when you watch him and watch the way he plays. We're a few days away. Any sense of how much you want to see from the starters and the first team? No. When we get together, the coaches, in the next couple of days, we'll talk about how much we want to see everybody play, and we'll go from there. Is there anybody in particular who you say through the first two preseason games, they've really flashed, you've loved what you've seen so far? Well, um... Uh, number 35 and number 30, 35 on both sides of the ball is flashed for us, to be honest with you. Real happy with that. Um, 18, 84 uh, are guys that have caught our attention. Um, we want to see a little bit more out of uh, 80. You know, unfortunately, him, you know, going into protocol last week, we didn't get a chance to see him this week. We would have loved to have seen him because uh, he's done some really good things. Um, several of the offensive linemen. I mean, we've got some really good, young, talented guys that have, have really played well. Um, and, and we want to watch, watch them some more. And they'll play a lot. Um, you know, we're looking at the, uh, the, the backup depth at, at the defensive line. I mean, those guys have got to step up. So we want to watch those guys very closely as well. In that answer, you mentioned uh, Troy Apke as somebody that has been standing out. Obviously, we've all talked about the transition from safety to corner. What has stood out to you about that, and how much is his special teams prowess going to be a factor with with his well, uh, roster? His special team will be a big big factor. First of all, I mean he's a, he's a he's a a core an ace. You know, guys like that are harder to find, and then he's got a terrific skill set with his quickness and speed. And as he as you watch, especially the last two weeks, you've seen the transition start to take root. You see him starting to make plays. Um, still makes mistakes, 
you know, he gave up a, a throw here to Dax down here on the goal line, but then he turns around and makes a great play during the two-minute drill. So you, you see him, things are starting to click and starting to come and be a little bit more natural. It's, 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 it's a work in progress, but, you know, um, with him, with, with guys like him, especially down the line, the, the, the impact you have on special teams is most certainly going to help count into uh, what we're, what we're going to decide. In terms of the wide receiver roster battle, you have moved a couple guys out over the last couple weeks, but you still have probably more guys and spots available. What do you see as the biggest differentiation between some of these guys at the end? Well, you know, it's really going to be about productivity, you know, doing your job, making things happen uh, this last game, this last week of practice for that matter, too. You mentioned um, those two plays with Apke. Where he, how, mu how important is that, that bounce back to you to see how guys respond after making a mistake? Oh, that's big. It really is. You know, sometimes if it gets a guy and it affects the way he plays the rest of the game, you know, you got to be concerned. But, you know, he's got to have that cornerback mentality, just move on to the next one. He showed it today. Um, you know, but, again, it's, it's, it's what did he learn? You know, is he going to take what, he, what just happened to him and use it going forward for the next rep? Um, those are things that we're interested in. Coming off the COVID list that tested positive for COVID, how cognizant do you guys have to be as coaches, training staff, on just where they are health-wise? Are there things that you've had to adjust to? We've had to be very aware of it. You know, um, some of the smaller guys coming off has not been that big a deal um, in terms of watching them for their con conditioning. Uh, one of our big guys coming off it, we, you know, we had to bring him along gradually. We had to be careful. We had to be smart about it. Um, and they have to do everything. They've got to do all the imaging and everything. So, it, and that takes time as well. But, you know, you want to be, you want to be safe than, safer than sorry, that's for sure. Hey, Ron, I have kind of an offbeat question for you. Uh, <laughs> if you have a, a defense or an offense that's been successful that, that year before, is it harder to maybe get that offense or defense uh, to, to play as well that coming year? Well, I think the big thing for me and the thing I'm always concerned with is, and, and I told you guys from the beginning, it's about our maturity. You know, at what level are we? You know, we did do some good things last year as a defense, but we, I think we finished number two in total defense. Well, that's great, but that doesn't mean you're going to be number two again. So um, did we mature enough that we're, we're, we understand that and we're going to get back to work? Um, that's, that's the question I'm, I'm trying to get right now. I'm trying to understand as far as our football team is concerned. Uh, and, and, and you don't want to go at this thinking, oh, we've arrived. We, we, you know, we're, we're here. And that, to me, is, is really important. So um, is it hard to get back there? It shouldn't be, in my opinion, if you have the right approach, especially if you've got a lot of the same guys back and you've added on a couple of pieces you feel good about. You, you hope that it, it's, 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 you're building and, and it's trending in the right direction. That, that's what I hope I'm seeing right now. All right, once again, thanks to Washington Football, WashingtonFootball.com, and Ron Rivera for his time. Bunch of good questions there and kind of taking the temperature of the head coach with one preseason game to go. When we return, something cool Charles Leno, one of the newest members of the Washington football team, is doing. Uh, and we'll try and get to a little bit of Kendall Fuller next as well. Guys, this episode is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. Whether you have an old car, new car, foreign or domestic, whatever make or model, you're going to need replacement parts. You're going to need uh, a do-it-yourself type project done shortly, right? So where should you go? Well, you shouldn't go to those big auto parts superstores. Why? Because they're going to upcharge you. 
Uh, and they're going to not treat you like you should be treated. Whereas rockauto.com is going to treat everyone the same and give you the best, lowest, reliably priced items that you can find anywhere. And you can get anything you need at rockauto.com. They're going to get you brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet if you need something vanity for your vehicle. Go and explore the easy-to-use website. I've been on there. David's ordered from there. Get it now. RockAuto.com. Go there and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, guys, wrapping up the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Charles Leno Jr., newest left tackle for the Washington football team, uh, announced something on his individual Twitter page at Charles Leno Jr., uh, JR, I should say, 72. Uh, He said, each week that the Washington football team has a home game, I will personally be giving away two tickets. Head over to the Instagram account, at Beyond the Entertainer, to see how to win this week's tickets. So the Washington football team playing against the Baltimore Ravens on Saturday night. You can win two tickets if you head on over to the Instagram account at Beyond the Entertainer. So a good thing for Charles Leno to get the fans involved and to give away a couple of tickets. I like to see that because it is darn expensive to go to an NFL game. So if you can win a couple of free tickets, that is awesome. Uh, And good thing for Charles Leto. All right, let's hear quickly from Kendall Fuller a minute or two with him after practice on Monday. It seems like you're moving around quite a bit. Um, Is that preseason camp, just kind of everybody experimenting to see where people fit, or is that an expectation that you have that that you'll be moving around quite a bit in the secondary? Uh, I think I'll definitely be moving around more than last year. Um, And it's just, you know, the coach is just trying to figure out, you know, what's the best 11 guys for us to be on the field? You know, we got so much talent in the DB room, um, you know, so, you know, it could be snaps where you're at corner, snaps where you're at nickel, snaps where you're at safety. So just going out there and just trying to get the best 11 guys out there, um, even guys that's coming in, just get the best guys out there to help us make plays. Do you like that? Do you like moving, moving around even in the middle of the game? And, and what sort of adjustment does that require on your part as you're doing that? I um, mean, it's just a challenge throughout the week, you know, because, you know, every, everything is the same, but it's, you know, different things that you just got to prepare for, stuff that you got to prepare for on the outside, on the inside, and things like that. So, uh, you know, it's definitely you got to be sharp in your preparation and just be make sure you're prepared on Sundays. Can you shed some light on, on Landon Collins, what, what he's meant to the unit coming back and, and what he went through to get there? Uh, I mean, yeah, I was – we were actually, you know, kind of training at the same spot out in Florida, so – I, I can even OTAs when I saw him come in, I knew that he was going to come back healthy. Um, OTAs, I was joking with him because last year early in camp, he was telling me to sit down, get out of practice, and just give, get healthy. And OTAs, I was telling him the same thing. So it's been good, man. Just him having those fresh legs, that energy that he brings. Um, you know, you could just see in the preseason game, once he sees something, he goes and gets it. So just having that mentality, you know, coming from a guy in the back end is, is big for us. All right, once again, that is a portion of Kendall Fuller, cornerback for the Washington football team in his second year back with the WF 
T after coming back from the Super Bowl champion then, Kansas City Chiefs. As always, we remind you guys, betting on the Washington football team and the NFL, especially in the preseason, doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have a question for us that you want to get uh, on the air and on the show, why don't you do so? On the voicemail line, 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. And if you want to email, it's lockedwftpod at gmail.com. That's lockedwftpod at gmail.com. For David Harrison, who is still out sick and under the weather, and hopefully will be back with us on the next episode. And thanks to you for listening and being a part of the experience. I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast.